Blog Talk Radio. Time now for the Gridiron Stud Show. Well, you can be all American. I'm actually, now. You're I'm actually, I can do it now. You can do it now? Yeah, I can do it. I'm trying to focus on my position. With your host, Chad Wilson. They hate no me on Chad. You know, yeah, I got to be something in the mix. Bringing you high school, college, and NFL talk. I don't rap a discipline. You know you all need more discipline. True discipline. Come on, get a grip. Call us on the show today. Don't get out of my face with that crazy that, stuff. That, that. The number to call, 347-633-9365. If y'all got to take, y'all know that. Or you can reach us on Twitter, at Gridiron Stud. And now, your host, Chad December 16th, 2015, we are rapidly approaching the end of the 2015 year. Can you believe that? It was just January. It was just March. Uh, it was just June. We were looking for football anywhere we could find it, and somehow, some way, we have just fast-forwarded through an entire football season. Uh, high school football just about over with. You know, they're still playing in some places, but again, for the majority of folks out there, the uh, high school football season is over, so that means it is recruiting season. We're in a dead period right now, so you know what that means? That's that's uh, that's decommitment season. That's exactly what that is. The decommitment will come in uh, on a daily basis, get ready for them, fans, get ready, grab uh, a full head of hair in each of your hands and start pulling because those decommitments are coming in. The flipping will happen. That's what a dead period is all about. A dead period in uh, recruiting is anything but dead. It is the liveliest part of anything you'll have. If 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 a dead period is what dead is all about, then uh, I want to I, I want to be a dead period. When I die, I want to die during a dead period. The liveliest thing you will ever be a part of in your life. So the decommitments have already started flowing. They're flowing like wine. They will continue to come in. They will go. Throughout this entire holiday period, the dead period does now go to January 15th, a little bit longer this year. They've tried to deaden things. The lively dead period has been extended. So it's going to go to January 15th, and uh, during that time, you'll have to endure the decommitments, the flips, uh, the unexpected, all happening. It is the lovely world of college football recruiting, but you all love it. You absolutely do love it. 
All right, it's Wednesday. It's the Recruiting Roundtable show coming up on the show as we do every Wednesday. I will have uh, my lineup of recruiting reporters from around the country. They hail from Rivals. They hail from Scout. They hail from newly acquired by CBS 247 Sports. Congrats to them on that uh, big announcement there, being acquired by CBS Sports. I'm sure multi-millions of dollars will be uh, changing hands in that transaction. Uh, coming up on the show tonight, going to have Andrew Spivey, though. He's going to kick things off for me here in just a minute from uh, Gator Country. We're going to talk some Gators football, a bunch of activity going on with the Gators in the world of recruiting. Been very, very busy. A lot of news re- uh, uh, revolving around the Florida Gators. So all you Gator fans, be sure to uh, tune in and listen to not only Andrew Spivey, but some of my other guests as I will touch on some Gator targets uh, with some of the other guests that I have on. I'm also going to have Ryan Bartowan, national recruiting analyst from 247 Sports, always coming with the great information. He will be joining me on the show today. And uh, Woody Womack will be on from Rivals. Uh, you know, Woody, always entertaining, informative, all the things that you need to be on a radio show. Uh, he's definitely going to be on here with us today. Uh, we're going to also have Corey Bender on. He is uh, Southeast Recruiting for Scout.com. We'll give us a little bit of nuggets on uh, – some uh, commitments that we had today, uh, some interesting news surrounding those commitments, and also decommitments. As I told you, uh, we are in that season, so we'll be talking a little bit about some of those things. Greg Biggins will be on with me talking far west, west coast recruiting. Uh, I'm going to talk about some top targets out there that are currently uncommitted. Where are they going? What's the latest on that? We'll talk about that with him. And also some flips uh, for one a uh, very notable Pac-12 team out there. Some flips going on out there, getting some things going in the recruiting trail for them. We'll be talking about that. And then uh, Rob Cassidy will close things out for me here with uh, all of the recruiting reporters. We'll talk about some uh, decommitments and commitments and some uh, targets uh, for the University of Miami. So we'll have that on the show. But we will also have someone that evokes quite a bit of emotion and it's funny, when I mention that this guy's going to be on my show, I get a bunch of people that got things to say. They go out of their way to say things, uh, make their comments, and will go on and on for comments after comments. And uh, when I rebut them, uh, I get this after five or six comments and 10 or 15, 20 minutes worth of uh, of conversing back and forth. is oh, well, I'm not affected anyway. It doesn't really matter to me. I don't care. Well, you do care. You absolutely do care. If you get on here and you're tweeting back and forth with uh, with me about uh, my guest, who is, by the way, Neil Cool, clutch like MJ, uh, is back, folks. He's back on Twitter, back in social media, uh, back to reclaim some real estate as others had tried to swoop in and uh, pick up where he left off. I don't know how successful they were. That I'll leave that to you, the fans out there. Um, I find the guy uh, entertaining, to, to say the least. And so he's back. And uh, I'll have him on the show. Going to interview him today. But if you, uh, you know, have all these comments to make about it on Twitter, yeah, you absolutely care. Stop saying, you know, when someone tells me they don't care, that's when I know they absolutely do care. Someone who doesn't care doesn't even care enough to say that they don't care. Do you get that? You don't care. You say, you, you know, you you don't even have time to say I don't care. That's when I know you don't care. When you say you do care or you don't care, when you say you don't care, that's when I know you do care. If I haven't totally confused you. Yet, give me a chance. I will here over the next two hours of the uh, Gridiron Stud Show Recruiting Roundtable Show episode. Uh, what are we on? Episode number eight. We've done eight of these bad boys. Uh, and by the way, we're just all leading these shows up until uh, signing day. The pre-signing day show uh, was a big hit last year. 
had a signing day eve show. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. It was one of the best shows that I did all year. And um, this year, you know, having the regular reporters on with me every Wednesday, I think it's just going to make it even better. Going to plan something really good for the fans here. So uh, for you folks out there that I've been jawing back and forth with on Twitter about having Neil Cool on, hey, don't take it personal, okay? I'm a wise ass. I'm a smart ass. If you come at me, I'm going to come for you. And the best thing you could do is either come hard, come correct, or just go home, man, or leave me alone, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm an only child uh, born with a really smart mouth. And um, if you don't feel you can get in that kind of water with me and win, it's best to just stay clear of me because I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring some stuff to you, okay? Um, just don't take it personally, okay? It's Twitter, all right? Relax, okay? The hurt of your feelings should only be temporary. I mean, that's if you're a man. If you feel like being a man, you know, don't get all. Oh God, I got a guy here, Jim. Uh, this is just so classic that I just said this, and uh, I've got a guy on here saying guy that goes by the name Jim Bro Fisher. Yeah, I'm giving him a little air time. Jim Bro Fisher, his report is uh, his his tweet to me is we really don't care. You do, man. I don't know you. I, don't, I never heard of no damn Jimbo Fisher or whatever the hell your name is. I don't know you, man. You coming out of nowhere to tell me you don't care? You know what that means? That means you do care. That means you really do care about what's going on. Uh, some stuff I do care about are, uh, you know, some of these junior college kids signing uh, today. One of them in particular is a kid I've known for a long time since he was eight years old. Shout out to Kamal Hardy. Played at St. Thomas, played his high school ball at St. Thomas, went out to uh, Monroe Junior College, and happy to see him sign with a Division One school today. He's going to be signing with Purdue. Cornerback, I'm expecting really good things from this kid. He took the route, took the junior college route, which is not – um, always the easiest thing to do. A lot of kids go to junior college and just flame out. They let their football dreams die. They let them go there because it just becomes too difficult. Kudos to Kamal Hardy, who believed in himself and, uh, you know, went for it and did his time out there at Monroe, played well, handled his business in the classroom, and signed with Purdue today. So congrats to him on that. He'll be going to the Big Ten and playing there. Uh, several other early enrollees. Florida had a number of them. Uh, we'll talk about that with Andrew Spivey here coming up really, really soon as he joins me here on the show. But happy to see that for those guys. You guys that go to junior college route, uh, it is, uh, it's not easy, as I said. Uh, but I think a, a lot of other guys should entertain this. Uh, they should go that route. Sometimes you're just under-recruited for whatever reason in high school, and you would do yourself some good to go to a junior college. Although I will say this, if you're going there, you do have to be focused because there will be a number of guys at junior in the junior colleges that aren't really, um, you know, let's say as focused as you. They'll have their minds on other things, and it's easy to be led astray, fall in with the wrong crowd in junior college, and end up really off the beaten path and far away from your goals. Uh, if you're going the junior college route, don't let that be you. You know, you go there, you focus, almost like the military. I mean, you know, sad to say, almost like prison. Like you're here. Let me do my time. Let me let me go to class. Let me improve myself as a football player. Let me go to, to practice. Let me do all the things that I'm supposed to do. Um, you know, mind my own business. Uh, for the most part, you know, stay in my room, stay in my own lane. Do what you got to do and get yourself out. You, look, you'll like the results a whole lot better at the end of uh, your year or two in junior college. And you stand a chance to end up in a place where you probably had zero chance of going to when you were coming out of. Uh, college or, or high school, let me say. So um, there are definitely some advantages to going to 
uh, you know, junior college, if you can if you can handle all that. There you go. You got all that. So here you go. Um, uh, again, we're going to talk some college football recruiting here on the show today. And uh, like I said, it's decommitment season. Why these things happen, uh, they happen for a number of reasons. Sometimes schools just stop talking to a guy. And they'll stop talking to a committed guy. It'll happen. You know, uh, sometimes they get a guy that they really, really wanted, a guy they wanted more than another recruit, and then suddenly the phone calls stop coming. And uh, they stop answering phone calls. They stop answering tweets. They start. They stop answering text messages. And uh, they leave it to the recruit to, uh, you know, get – the message and hopefully they decommit because it's not very good practice for a college program to uh, pull an offer from a kid really bad bad business and when that gets publicity never good for the school now not saying that turning your back on a kid and not answering the phone calls and uh, not calling the recruit is the best thing in the world but when you're stuck in that position uh, that's typically the uh, the uh, route that the the schools will take they'll just stop recruiting a guy and uh he'll feel it kind of like when you go to the club you get a number from that girl you call her and you call her and you call her and she never answers yeah eventually you get it some guys uh will get it by sunday night monday morning other guys it might take them a couple weeks banging that phone number out and never getting an answer before they get the point same thing in recruiting some guys will allow themselves to be de-recruited, not answered, for quite some time. I mean a long time, months, and uh, never really get the picture until uh, sometimes it's too late. But, you know, when it goes down to that, comes down to that, the sooner you can recognize that and uh, open your recruiting back up, the better it is for you. Because the longer you go as a committed recruit, uh, the more the, – the schools that are just going to fall off on you. They realize uh, you're committed. You seem to be strong on that commitment because, you know, you've stayed committed for such a length of time. They start recruiting other guys. They start getting other guys. And then when you do eventually have to decommit, you know, what's out there? Now you're chasing. It's almost like you're starting all over. Got to go find offers now. Start calling schools back, who many of which, if you do it at this time of year, have already filled back up. They've, they've filled up. They don't have room for you now, unless you're exceptional. You know, unless you're one of these top guys in the country. You know, six five, six six defensive ends, six four wide receivers. You know that type of deal. And uh, only a handful of those guys walking around in the country. So uh, decommitting during this time of the year always risky business. Uh, really should only be done if you have uh, secured something else. Sometimes, man, you just might have to eat it and show up and and show up to that school that was trying to unrecruit you and go there and surprise a guy. I don't recommend it, but it's better than being left out there in the open with nothing. Because if you do end up in that situation, then you know what? You're probably looking at the junior college route, which... As I said, is not the worst thing in the world, not not plan A for anyone. Sometimes it is the plan. And uh, if you find yourself in that situation, again, not the end of the world. All depends on your mind frame and your mindset when you go there. It really is. That's the case for, for anywhere that you go. 
it's all depends on your mindset, and that's whether you're going D1 or you're going to a JUCO or N, NAIA, wherever you're going. It's what you make it. And so uh, uh, that's my uh, that's my message to you folks listening out there. Uh, so again, we got the uh, recruiting roundtable coming up, and uh, we also have Neil Cool, aka Clutch Like MJ, also known as the guy. Oh, we don't care about that guy. Yeah, you do. You care. Going to take a quick break. When I get back, Andrew Spivey joins me here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Sit tight. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween. Taliban. Taliban. Yeah. Jump in, jump in, jump in. Hey, hey, hey. Do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one-week and even one-day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payouts. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over $600,000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25, and get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now! Con los terroristas! Back 818 on a Wednesday. Gridiron Studs Recruiting Roundtable Show. It's your favorite show of the week. And uh, we're up and running. And uh, we're going to start off with uh, my man in Gainesville talking Florida Gators recruiting. And that is Andrew Spivey. Spivester, how you doing? I'm doing great, Chad. Thanks for me on tonight. Hey, uh fired some people up with you know my special my special guest my special guest seems to evoke a terrible amount of emotion say neil cool and people become anything but that they get hot so uh there you go that's what i got going on later on but let's talk let's talk hot (laughs) there you go uh let's talk florida gators recruiting first of all let's start off with why we need to get all fired up about a kicker. I see rival fan bases wanting to know why the hell Florida Gator fans are all um, giddy about a kicker coming. I'm like, have you not watched any games this year? Yeah, I mean, um, if a kicker can kick an extra point, I think that he's going to be welcome with the full ride. He, he may have even took the corner. 
Correct. Uh, no, uh, Eddie Finera, uh big kicker um, out of uh, Miami, uh, big guy, he kicked a 70 yarder uh, in practice. Uh, the biggest thing is he's never kicked in a game before. Uh, that's a little scary uh, for a lot of fans to think about uh, because of Austin Harden. Austin Harden was the number one kicker in the country coming out of school. But um, mm. if this guy can just put a ball between the uprights, He'll be a miracle and uh, may get a statue outside of the swamp. And uh, it's big. Uh, he comes <laughs> in in the spring. Should be ready to go for uh, next fall. Has four years to go. So uh, Gator fans may have landed their most prized recruit of the year last night. Talk to me about why he's never kicked in a game. Yeah, so he was a soccer player in high school uh, and then got to a, uh, a, G- a junior college in Miami. And uh, a coach asked him to kick the football. And he started uh, kicking a little bit, liked it. Uh, then went to some camps this summer, and Nick Saban, Jim McElwain, and um, a couple other schools offered him on the spot. Goes back, gets a private coach, starts kicking more, and kind of fell in love with the game. So uh, that's kind of where it is uh, for that. The one thing I will say is he did kick in person for all these schools. These schools did evaluate him. So they've seen what they need to see from him. Biggest question now is what happens when you got 350-pound offense or defense alignment coming at you trying to block your kick. Well, them big boys up front better make sure they don't get close to that guy. How about that one? That's what needs to happen there and let this guy do his work. You know what I mean? So um, I, this is probably the last week we get to talk about this, so might as well milk it for all it's worth. Uh, in the running for Jacob Eason, it was a big story for several weeks here. Uh, he has made his choice. It is not Florida. It is Georgia. Ultimately, why do you think that decision was made? 18 months of being committed to Georgia. Uh, we kind of talked about this last week on the show. Was it going to be enough for him to, to leave Georgia, leave all of his friends at Georgia, uh, leave the school he's been comfortable with and recruiting for uh, to go elsewhere? I mean, he was committed for 18 months, had two different offensive coordinators there, and recruited pretty much half that class at Georgia, including several big offensive linemen. I think just at the end of the day, it just simply wasn't enough to, to get him away. Kirby Smart uh, kind of made the uh, the program move of saying you're the guy that can save the program pretty much, and maybe he is, and he's the guy that they can step in and th- uh, throw from game one in the starter. Um, and then he has an offensive coordinator that can say he's coached some big-name guys in the past. Maybe not a offensive coordinator everybody's pleased with, but uh, a guy he was pleased with. And, uh, again, I think it's just the commits. He was he was good with those commits. He liked Kirby, and uh, 18 months of commitment was just too much to overcome. But heck of a run by McElwain and Nussmeyer to even be mentioned. I mean, it was 50-50 uh, for about the last week from what I've been told. Do you think he was ever really serious about coming to Florida, or this may have been something to get Georgia's uh, you know, head on straight? You know, from everything he's told people around, his quarterback coach, uh, some things I know he told guys on, on campus at Florida, was he was really thinking about it. Had Georgia hired an offensive coordinator uh, that was not a pro-style offensive coordinator, or had he not meshed well with him, I definitely think Florida was an option for him. But once Smart hired a pro-style offensive coordinator, I thought it was pretty much a done deal. But to say he never thought about going to Florida, I don't think is uh, too accurate. Uh, the family seems like a good family that didn't really want to uh, make a lot of publicity out of it. So I think it was a little bit of uh, of realness in his visit, but I think at the end of the day it was just too much to overcome. Uh, you think the uh, possible competition with a Felipe Franks um, and and maybe maybe a little bit of a roadblock to starting when you have uh, Luke Del Rio there already, you think that played any part on it or no? 
Well, I think it has to play a little part of it. I mean, Georgia hasn't recruited a quarterback uh, this year. Uh, they have Grayson Lambert, who many believe shouldn't be starting now, uh, that started last season. So he pretty much goes in as the guy. I'm sure Franks didn't help things. I mean, kind of the plan for Franks all along was to, to wait until uh, this past weekend to announce things, and he announced earlier than expected. And I do think that kind of threw a little bit of a wrench in there. And then plus on top of that, Will Greer coming back game seven of the season, that's competition as well. So I'm sure all of those things played a part in it. But a guy like Eason, I don't think should be scared of competition. So if he went away from that, then um, not a very good business decision if you're asking me. Yeah, um, true, true. There are a number of early enrollees in this class uh, outside of the kicker, which everyone is obviously very, very happy about. Who would you say is the most important of those early enrollees? Uh, there's a couple guys. I, I'll say Frank's being the, the, the guy because he's a guy that can come in and get some depth to Luke Del Rio uh, at the quarterback position until Will Greer comes back. But then I'm going to head to the receiver position, a guy like Dre Ma- uh, Massey as well as uh, Freddie Swain and Josh Hammond. Those are three guys at that receiver position that Florida's going to look to to kind of uh, solidify that position a little bit. Uh, Brandon Powell didn't have exactly a great year at the slot position. Uh, a guy like Massey can do that. And then guys like uh, Hammond and Swain should be able to help Callaway uh, next season with D-Rob probably going pro. So I'll say the receivers in the quarterback position were probably the two biggest that they got, and they got that. And then maybe the biggest of them all is still uh, set to announce on Friday, and that's uh, linebacker David Reese out of Michigan. Um, everybody knows that Florida needs linebackers in this class, and he'll early enroll. So he's down to Florida, Nebraska, and Texas. So that may be the biggest of them all if he's to commit on Friday. Uh, and heading into the uh, into the decision, I think Florida's got a great shot. But uh, outside of that, I'll stick with the receiver in the quarterback position. Yeah, well, we're certainly going to have a lot of fun going down the stretch here uh, with 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 the Florida Gators, who have made some pretty good moves, moved into the top ten in the class of 2016 uh, team ranking. So, uh, great stuff being done by Coach McElwain and the coaches out on a recruiting trail. And as always, happy to have you on to talk about it with us. Appreciate it. You got it, Chad. Have a good holiday. All right, same to you. Andrew Spivey from GatorCountry.com coming on and uh, talking a little Florida Gators recruiting here with us, sharing some information on uh, how the, you know, what he thinks the whole decision came down to for Jacob Eason. It was, you know, a pretty big deal over the last few weeks. It's what everyone wanted to talk about concerning, uh, you know, Florida Gators recruiting. It was indeed the big, big story for 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 everyone. All right, so. From uh, Andrew Spivey, we're going to head out to the national analyst for the newly acquired 247 Sports uh, by CBS. Big, big mega deal there. And this guy had to be a big part of that because he helped to build a brand. That is Ryan Barto, national analyst, 247 Sports. How you doing, Ryan? Doing great, Chad. It, is, it has been an eventful day, to say the least. I mean, CBS buys 24-7 Sports. Uh, which was big to kind of kick off the day. Um, Texas A&M may go from having the best QB depth chart in the country to maybe the worst with the drama going on with their two five-star QBs. One's already transferred out. Tyler Murray may or may not. We also Mm -hmm. had JUCO National Signing Day today. We had Devin Bush pick uh, Michigan, a press conference I was at today. We had uh, mm-hmm. a cornerback that I know me and you are personally very highly on, uh, Dante Carrier-Williams, decommit from Cincinnati. It looked, it's all indications look like he could be a Wisconsin Badger where he had a great visit over the weekend. But you got some other schools coming in play there too. So 
just another Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the Wednesdays, they're going to get crazier and sweeter as we go along here, as uh, yeah. I said in the opener. Let's talk about the Bush Jr. Uh, uh, commitment. Um, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I, you know, I don't feel like you are either. If you've been around, you kind of felt like that's the direction he was going in. Ultimately, though, why do you think he chose Michigan over uh, his father's alma mater, Florida State? Because I think they made him a bigger priority in the last year. They took commits from two of his teammates, kids he grew up playing with, and in, in the two safeties. And I think uh, Michigan originally led by D.J. Gerken, but also Chris Partridge, Jim Harbaugh coming down here and running that satellite camp. I think they've recruited that whole program, and they've just quite frankly outworked Florida State for a guy that grew up wanting to play for the Seminoles because his dad did, and I think at mm-hmm. the end of the day that was the difference. Yeah, uh, it sure seems that way, and of course, you know, when, you know, any time in, in high school friends want to stay together, that seems to be a really, really big deal, so securing those two commitments ahead of uh, Devin Bush Jr. would be another reason why most folks thought he would indeed choose that, knowing that you know it was a little bit more went into the decision than that. But of course, that played a part in, and he is really, really close with those guys. So, um, yep. good move there by Michigan. They're getting a, they're getting a great player, obviously, um, someone that can 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 be a you know a game changer, program changer. So good move by them. Let's talk about Isaac Nada. Where, what's what's this guy going to do? Um, he, he's <laughs> He's been kind of all over the place. Where is he going to end up? I mean, he could go to Georgia, where he's originally from, with Jacob Eason. He's going to announce at the Army game. Michigan's still in play there. I saw that uh, Kareem Walker, who announces tomorrow, one of the top-rated backs in the country, that's a lean to Michigan, is reaching out to kind of gauge what uh, Nauta's going to do. He visited Miami on Friday to check out with Coach Rick. I don't think he'll wind up there. I think it's mm-hmm. as of right now, it's probably Georgia, maybe Michigan. A few others are in there too. But um, I mean, somebody's going to get the guy that I think is the, the top tight end in the country. We have him ranked as a top ten overall prospect in the country, and usually you don't have a tight end in there. So somebody's no. going to get a gem. He looks like a he looks like a real cliffhanger. Hell, look our. Our, uh, our our tight end, too, is also playing it very, very close to the vest. Um, you know, everyone wants to put him at Florida, but he doesn't say much. And so uh, I guess tight ends are not the ones to play poker with, I guess. <laughs> not these guys. Gosh, I think Nauta's got a, a great personality, though, where he could be like a Gronkowski or a Jeremy Shockey because, gosh, he can get it done on the field. And obviously I think the world of, of Nick Eubanks, he's just scratching the surface. He's got a huge ceiling. At the end of the day, I think he'll be a Gator or or go with uh, Cristobal to um, the Crimson Tide, who who led early in the process. Sure. Uh, here's a guy I haven't heard much about over the last week or so, but uh, definitely a big you know get in this class for whoever gets him. What's the latest on Benjamin Victor? Benjamin Victor is kind of, you know, it was going to be Florida if he committed in June. He moved that back. I think Ohio State has been in real good position ever since he visited there. He never made the Tennessee visit. I think the dark horse there is West Virginia with their wide-open offense and Mm -hmm. Javon Durant going up there and starting as a freshman and and him having a good rapport in there. I think West Virginia is in there a lot more than people realize. Right now, the safe money is he's probably going to stay in state and and play for the Gators, if not – Ohio State, but 
I mean, I'm not going to count out West Virginia just because they, they, they throw the ball more than anybody. they got a really good receiver coach there, and I think Sider has probably recruited Benjamin as hard as anybody. Well, someone talked to Miami uh, when Rick came down. Is that real uh, or is that, you know, that was just talk because, you know, he seemed a little enamored with Georgia over the summer? Yeah, I think um, no matter who he picks on January 9th, that recruitment is not done because he's only done a couple officials. And so whoever basically he picks that day, is that's who everybody else is going to fight after. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he trip to Miami, especially on that January 15th weekend because his uh, best buddy Malik Young, a former Georgia commit, is um, mm-hmm. going to officially visit that weekend. And I know that they, they would like to continue playing together. So um, there's definitely a possibility there, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, he can't pull the uh, the hoodie, um, uh, uh, you know, trip like – like Redwine did last year, because at six foot four, six foot five, uh, no one's gonna fall for that one. So <laughs> you can't sneak into a Miami visit late. You know, so many shenanigans last year, and I'm pretty sure, Ryan, we are gonna have some crazy stuff going down no in doubt. this uh, final couple of weeks. No doubt about it, with all the coaching changes. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I'm looking forward to having you on when we get down to the nitty gritty on this thing, because the information will be flowing fast, and I know you'll be all over it. Sounds good, man. You guys have a happy holiday. All right. Same to you, Ryan. See you next year. Ryan Bartow joining us here on the Gridiron Stud Show Recruiting Roundtable. All right. And, uh, you know, one of them. One of my favorite guys on the trail, always entertaining. He of the uh, – do you still wear the bow ties, man? Oh, all the time. You know, I'm going on TV tomorrow in Atlanta. I might uh, do it uh, just because I know how much it angers uh, some former employees of uh, my competition. Uh, oh, there you go. Wants- Woody Womack, by the way, joins us here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Uh, he opts for the Colonel Sanders look every now and then, and it seems to irritate people, as I've irritated people today just by having uh, clutch like MJ Neal Cool. Are you familiar with that guy who catfished the Florida, the Florida fan? Yeah. You know, I actually listened when you had him on the first time and he was lying about how tall he was or whatever. I mean, <laughs> that guy's a clown. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, I've got I, – just saying his name seems to fire people up and then get them on the show and they really go, you know, bat you know what crazy. All right, let's talk recruiting here. I'm going to, you know, have you make some predictions here because it gets to that time of year, even though we're having a bunch of decommits. Uh, let's talk about Demetrius Robinson. He's kind of been your in your wheelhouse, your neck of the woods. What do you think that kid's going to do? Boy, I tell you what, what a mystery he's been. This is a guy that, I mean, we've known for probably four years. I think he's been to every, you know, rivals camp we've ever had in terms of the regional camp, the camps we've had in Texas, the ones at the five five star challenge multiple times. Loves uh, rivals, I guess. Well, you think so? Not when it comes to answering my phone calls, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I really think he doesn't know what he's doing. He's in a unique situation. He's got a unique home situation where, you know, he's got a twin sister who's also a, a college athlete who's got track offers, but she lives uh, in a different part of the state. He lives with his older brother, so there's a little bit of, you know, different family dynamics there. I think if his mom had his her way, he'd be going to Georgia Tech, but nobody nobody mm. wants to talk about that. So Georgia Tech oh, is right. The real sleeper, I think, is between Alabama and Georgia. I think Kirby Smart coming to Georgia really helped. I think that might put them actually back in the mix because I, I assumed he had been bound for Alabama for a long time. 
you know, he really wanted to go to Stanford. I just don't know if he's going to get there, you know, academically. So if I had to guess today, I would say Georgia. But, you know, Nick Saban's handling his recruitment personally, and we all know how that usually ends up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Rashawn Smith, what's what's the latest on him? Well, you know, he's interesting because, you know, he's been obviously affected by the, the coaching changes up at Maryland. I think he's Maryland-bound still. I mean, Clemson would love to have him, you know. But I, some of these kids, and we've seen this with Isaac Nottup and the other guys, they get a taste of going far away from home to go to IMG. And they realize they don't really like it that much. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yes, I think you know, we, you know, and, and Nada I think is bound to go back to Georgia, be close to his family, and I think the same could be going on with Smith. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Um, if there's one thing that's really learned by going to the to the academy, the IMG Academy, is that hey, you know what? I, I do I do kind of like home. I do kind of like the sound of mom's annoying voice. Um, so maybe I will come back and stay a little closer to home. So uh, there you go. Here's a guy that uh, Florida Gator fans are interested in, Lindell Wilson. What are your thoughts on him and what he's going to end up doing? Boy, we were just hanging out over in uh, whatever state I was in last week, Hattiesburg. I was in Spartanburg this week. I get my verbs all mixed up. But, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he, keeps, he keeps talking up the Gators. You know, they got a couple of his teammates, a couple of his friends. I still personally think he, he's going to Alabama, but, you know, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see because I also think Ben Davis is going to Alabama. And those two have, you know, a big-time rivalry. They're friends, but they also, you know, compare to each other for most of their careers. And it wouldn't be surprising to see me to see him go to Florida and maybe have a chance to compete against uh, Ben and kind of continue that rivalry that they've had. Uh, but I, I still think it's not too often that five-star prospects Get out, get out of the state of Alabama without going to Auburn or Alabama. So, you know, you got to put the safe money's on uh, the tide. But the, I don't think the Gators are out of it by any means. Oh yeah, and uh, just to, to give you on that, I was talking to a coach of another school once about a prospect that I'd found, and uh, the kid was in Alabama. And so I'm going back and forth talking with this coach, and at one point he just stopped and said, "Oh wait, where where's the kid?" And uh, I told him, I told him the city in Alabama. He says, oh, oh, never mind. Uh, if he's that good, you know, Nick Saban will get that kid. And so that was the end of that conversation. So that just gives you an idea of how things are there. Last one I'm going to ask you about is McCole Hardman. What do you, where do you think he ends up? Boy, he's the, uh, you know, McCole's a, a great kid, really, really good for the media. I mean, loves to talk and loves to keep people guessing. He loved Jeremy Pruitt. We saw him kind of, you know, say he wanted them to keep Pruitt at Georgia, now Pruitt with Alabama. And I think they have a chance to really steal him. You know, he Kirby Smart was recruiting him already, but I think that relationship with Pruitt might be too much to pass up on. And he may be a guy that go down to Alabama and kind of play that versatile role we've seen some other guys play over the past few years. I think he would be a terrific offensive player, and I think he'd be really fun to watch. So I think – once again, boy, I thought it's an Alabama sweep here with all these questions you're asking me. But yeah, I, I mean, think, uh, all, we're flipping over elephant cards here for all these guys. <laughs> right. So I think Nicole is Alabama right now. But like I said, it's, it's anybody's guess. There's some of these guys I actually know where they're going, and there's some of them that I'm guessing on. Nicole's an educated guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is at this point for for any and everyone, um, unless they're living in your household, and sometimes you don't even know that because it is decommitment season. So, 
There you go. We'll keep trying to make some sense out of this as we go along, as we lead up to uh, signing day. I appreciate you coming on to uh, talk about it with us, man. And enjoy your holidays. I won't see you and talk to you again until uh, next year. Well, you should be. Are you coming up to Orlando, or are we going to see you up there for the end? I am. So, yes, if you're going to be at the Citrus Bowl, we will bump into each other, no doubt. Okay, I'll see you then. (laughs) All right, Woody, appreciate you coming on. Woody Womack from Rivals.com joining us here on the Gridiron Stud Show talking uh, recruiting in the southeast and giving his predictions on some of these top guys that are still uncommitted heading into uh, heading into the Christmas break. Uh, speaking of break, I'm going to take a quick one. When I get back, it's Greg Biggins, West Coast Recruiting for Scout.com, joining us here on the Gridiron Studs Show. Stay tuned. this paperwork. Are you a business owner and you're buried under a mountain of paperwork? You need an MVP on your team. And that MVP is MVP Business Concierge Services. They know that sometimes paperwork can get in between you and your customers. Why not spend the time doing what it is you do best? Getting new customers, handling the ones that you have now, and while you're doing that, you can have an MVP working for you. We know that tax season is the busiest time of the year for business owners. No more missing deadlines and getting IRS penalties for late filing. MVP Business Concierge Services will do all the hard work for you. They will streamline your payroll, streamline your finances, and have you on track. With trustworthy advisors that are very reliable, they will take the hard work away from you and get you back into what it is you're doing best. How do you get this MVP on your team? You call right now, 844-696-8722, 844-MY-MVP-CC, or send an email to info at mymvp.cc and get an MVP on your team today. Here on a Wednesday edition of the Gridiron Stud Show, recruiting roundtable edition of the Gridiron Stud Show. It is the final one for the year of 2015. We'll be back in January, the first Wednesday in January, with the next recruiting roundtable show. You'll just have to hang on and use Twitter uh, for your source of information up until then. All of you recruit nicks that follow this thing. Uh, day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour. Uh, but again, we're uh, f- moving fast and furious through this thing. So uh, we're going to head out west, and it's Greg Biggins joining me here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Greg, how are things going out west? Sunny, is it? Dude, it's freezing cold out here. I'm not even kidding. It's what? probably like, well, we're so soft out here that uh, it's freezing cold for me. It's probably in the high 50s, low 60s. So for us out west, that's cold. Anywhere else, they'd probably be good with it, but uh no, 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 here. no, my friend. I'm down here in South Florida. You start dipping into the 60s, and people start looking for scarf and earmuffs. Uh, so, well, I yeah, well, see, I know how well, all I can that see goes. The air, yeah, when well, I can see the air come out of my mouth, that's a little too cold for me. I'm all bundled up with the gloves and the hat and all that deal. So, But it's good. There you I go. i got no complaints. It's all good. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, let's jump into this thing. Uh, a number of a number of 
Oregon's been making some noise. Let's just say it. A lot of you know, we've been getting on here. You probably talked to me uh what, a good six, seven weeks in a row. And we always talk USC and UCLA, but there are other schools out there trying to do things and one of those is Oregon making big moves. They steal a quarterback away from Ohio State. Get us up to date on all that. Yeah, so the quarterback, Tristan Wallace, I, I think the interesting thing is gonna be, you know, how are they gonna use this kid? Uh Ohio State, uh what I hear kind of backed away from letting him play quarterback full-time. It was kind of more athlete, receiver, maybe DB. I mean, he's a big kid, 6'2", and uh, 220 pounds. The guy's built like a tank. Uh, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. quarterback's where he's always played, and he's he's that dual-threat guy. I, I don't know if he's, you know, can play that quarterback at the next level. But, you know, for Oregon, it probably fits their system really well. You know, they sure. kind of like having a guy who can move around a little bit. You, know, you don't need to be a prolific pocket guy they kind of want you to be able to do a lot of different things so he might fit their system well uh so we'll see we'll see how they use them and then they got a kid uh from montana state Krukov. it was denver bama and this is the second year in a row that they've taken a uh a grad transfer uh, people are kind of questioning you know is this a, a bad thing is, is oregon having some issues with how they're developing the high school kids because you know, sure. obviously it's not the not the best way to to go ahead and develop your quarterbacks by having them in your system and then bringing a guy to grad transfer and play that one year. So, from what I hear, mm-hmm. the guy's good though. He's he's good. Uh, probably not as good as Vernon Adams was last year, but he's 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 good and he's going to probably have, you know, be the guy that's going to start from, you know, from the, the time he gets the spring ball. There'll be some other guys there. Travis Waller, who's now goes by Travis Johnson, has a good chance too. But you know, mm-hmm. Oregon needs some bodies there, and so we'll we'll see if this guy comes in and does what Vernon Adams did. Yeah, um, well, and, you know, even Vernon started off a little shaky. But uh, that does open some eyes, though, when uh, when you are now going out and grabbing JUCO products, you're grabbing transfers and stuff like that. It does kind of uh, make some eyebrows go up. So we'll be uh, keeping a close eye on that. Let's talk about some big-time recruits out west that are still open in their recruiting, have not committed to anyone. Not that that really means anything these days since it's decommitment season, but uh, interesting nonetheless. Miko Juarez, what's the latest on him, and what do you think he's going to end up doing? Yeah, so Mike, we all thought, and I kind of still do, that he was a pretty solid UCLA lane. He's going to take a few trips and go ahead and commit at the Army All-American game. I want to say it's January 9th. Um, I know mm-hmm. one of the games is. is the second, one's on the ninth. So, yeah, Army UA. I think he's Army January 9th. Uh, but now he took a trip to Washington, loved it, took a trip to Oklahoma and loved it. Now he said he wants to take the rest of his trips and wait till signing day before he makes his decision. So a little wow. bit of a tough blow for UCLA in that he was probably going to be going there. Um, I still think he's going to lean there, and they will get his last trip. He's going to visit Bama probably January 15th, that, that weekend after the dead period's over. And then uh, UCLA will be January 30th. And like I said, I still think it will be UCLA, but I know Bruin fans will have to wait a little bit longer. They're kind of hoping for that Army bowl game announcement. That'll be, that'll be a, a Sunday day announcement. But right now I, I still think it looks pretty good for UCLA. Well, two things back and forth there. When they push back the uh, the commitment date, it's usually bad news for the favorite. But when you're getting the last visit, that's usually good news for the favorite. So I don't think I helped any UCLA fans out with what yeah, I just said yeah. there. So, But uh, those two things I've known to be true, uh, being around recruiting for some time now. Caleb Kelly, what's what's the story on him? Where's he wind up? So I think it's a coin toss right now between Oklahoma and Notre Dame. He just visited Notre Dame and loved it. He said he's going to probably shut it down. He has one more visit left, but he didn't think he's going to take that. At one point, it was Michigan, Oklahoma. Michigan was doing really well. He took like a like a three-day unofficial trip in the summer, and then he took his official official visit back in September and loved it. 
hasn't heard from Michigan since. So when that happens, that's kind of a nice way of a school saying, hey, we're not really going to recruit you anymore. And they kind of just completely stopped talking to you for the last three months. Right. So a little bit surprising that Michigan now appears to be out. Uh, he also visited Oregon. I don't really see Oregon as being uh, one of his final choices. Oklahoma is a school that was his first offer. Uh, they, they've had a really good pipeline into the Fresno area. Uh, so I, I think Oklahoma, yeah, that's a school that he kind of feels most comfortable with, but he was really wowed at Notre Dame. Just loved the school, loved the academics, loved the alumni support. Didn't mind the weather. Uh, didn't mind uh, South Bend. You know, some people say, man, it's kind of, you know, not really a lot to do there. Uh, he didn't mind any of that. He loved all of it, and uh, I think right now it's probably a coin toss. It's, it, it, he'll be, like Mika, he'll be a, a signing day decision as well. Yeah, you know, it, uh, I found this to kind of be true for uh, most of these kids. They either love Notre Dame or they absolutely don't like it. And uh, if the kid can, if the, if the kid likes all those things people are saying, hey, it's bitterly cold out there and all that other stuff and he's still okay, then I think the school has a serious um, he can, you know, they can make a serious run at him. He could very well end up there. That's just yeah. kind of he, how he's not a, work. Yeah, he's not a he's not a party kid. He, he's kind of a Notre Dame kind of a guy. You know what I mean? Some guys you kind of just say, you know, he seems like a Stanford kind of guy, or he seems like he's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he just strikes me as as a Notre Dame. I mean, he's a he's an academic kid. He's a, a pretty straight laced kid. He's real real nice. And not I'm not saying, you know, Notre Dame's the only school that recruits guys that are nice kids. But I mean, he, he's just. That kind of guy who's not going to be going there and saying, oh, this sucks. There's nothing to do here. I want to go party somewhere else. He's not that guy. Right. You know, he's going to be comfortable right. in, in that situa- in that setting. So Oklahoma is battling, but I, I think Notre Dame definitely has a shot. Yeah, um, that's that's going to be fun, that one there. And um, we're, we're saying signing day, is that what we're saying? Signing day, yep. Sign day, sign day for both those two backers. It's a it's a hat it's a hat puller. Um, all right, and, and our favorite guy we always talk about on here, Olawole. What's what what's is it still USC? Does anyone else have a chance of pulling this giant out? I mean, I think there's always a chance because his recruitment's been pretty unpredictable, you know, from the very get go. But as of right now, you know, he he he's kind of gone underground. He's not talking to anybody anymore. Uh, but he took an official visit to USC, uh, reportedly, from what we heard. Really, really liked it there a lot. Every sign is pointing toward USC. I mean, he went there on a trip with two other two other teammates. He already has like five guys there: uh, Rasheem Green, John Houston, Jalen Green, Adoree Jackson. You know, those guys are all right. from Sarah High School. Robert Woods, Marquis Lee, all from Sarah High School. That's kind of been a feeder. Yeah, we know Sarah's the, the pipeline so. for for USC. That, Not a bad pipeline. pipeline. Yeah. So A and M is still battling. Florida State is still trying. Notre Dame is still trying. Of those three, I think Florida State is, is the school that he liked the most, uh, as far as those mm-hmm. official trips. But again, you know, I feel like with him, it's all about comfort level. You know, originally he said, "Well, it's going to come down to what scheme I fit in best." Okay, he mm-hmm. just took a trip to USC. They don't have a DC or a D line coach. So let's just take that sure. off the table. You know, it's not about the <laughs> right. anymore. It's about it's about where you feel most comfortable. He's been up to USC a number of times, and uh, that, that is my that is my pick. And he will announce January second at the UA game. So right now I'm, I'm thinking uh, USC for for Big Wale. Uh, is UCLA totally out of the picture? Is originally I think they are. School? I think they are. I mean, it's it's yeah. You know, it's, it's to the point where he kind of came out and said he's you know just focused on on those four schools he visited. Uh, reportedly, you know, UCLA was still trying, but he kind of wasn't reciprocating their interest. So, yeah, at this point, locally, USC is the only option for them. So kind of a tough blow for UCLA. They were the one, obviously, as, as you know, I don't know if all the fans know, he was actually committed 
to UCLA uh, back in the summer uh, throughout most of the year, and then he decommitted probably about, you know, week seven or eight of the season, and, and now they're completely out of it. So tough blow uh, for UCLA for sure. Well, if all things hold true with uh, with Oluwole, uh, by the next time we have a recruiting roundtable show, which is scheduled for January 6th, we'll be reporting on where he has actually committed to. Not that the uh, recruiting for him will end, but at least there will be a commitment that we could discuss at that time. Yep, absolutely. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's the last show of the year, so, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and looking forward to uh, talking to you at the beginning of next year. There will be plenty to talk absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas right. to you as well. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, Chad. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks a lot. Greg Biggins from Scout.com joining us here to talk West Coast recruiting. Uh, always appreciate the info that he has out there, and that's going to get a little while, too, because they have a number of big-name recruits out there still trying to figure out where they're going. We may have some answers here. I think uh, a lot of these guys are going to end up going. They're going to be hat pullers. Let's just say that. They're going to be hat pullers that we're talking about here. All right. Coming back from the West, heading down into the Southeast I've got Corey Bender on with me from Scout.com, and uh, we've got a number of things to talk about. Where were you this afternoon? So this afternoon, I actually made the made the long drive down from Tampa down to Pembroke Pines, and uh, wanted to go see the highly anticipated uh, announcement from Devin Bush, who's uh, who committed to Michigan this afternoon, a big get over Florida State. Um, yeah, man, it, it was action packed, tons of media today, and all the attention I felt like in Florida was all focused on Bush today. I mean, besides that, there were some offers that went out this morning. I know Dante Carey Williams decommitted. That was some news, but like I said, Devin Bush stole the show today, and yep, he's on his way to Michigan. He's coming to Michigan. Hey, five six years ago, you couldn't have told me that there would be any kind of scene like that at Flanagan High School concerning the football team. It was it's all it's always been all about baseball at Flanagan. So kudos to uh, Devin Bush and uh, and and what he's been able to put together over there and bring some excitement to football there to where you have the the uh, the place filled up for a commitment announcement from from a junior there. All right, uh, I asked this question of uh, one of my other guests. Ultimately, what do you think it came down to? Why did he choose Michigan over Florida State? I just think it's overall the comfort level. I mean, like I said, the thing is with him, every time I spoke to him after the Michigan visit, the t- times he has visited, he just said he could see himself not only being an athlete there, but he just liked the whole social setting. And you you know him from coaching, Jay. He's just a straightforward kid, a real serious kid, a real mature kid for his age. And he said basically outside of football, uh, was one thing that really sold him. The city of Ann Arbor really sold him. And um, obviously there's rumors going around. I know you may will probably dip into this later about his dad possibly, the rumor of maybe taking a job at Michigan. But outside of that, I think he can actually hit the ground running and play pretty early at Michigan too. I mean, they're losing a lot of depth, uh, especially at middle linebacker over the next year or two. So I think with him, he's an instinctive kid. You can tell he's the son of a coach, son of a former NFL player. He's just a smart kid, instinctive kid. And um, but overall, as far as why he chose Michigan, I mean, like I said, it was the total package. I think academics and uh, obviously playing in a rich tradition like Michigan, it was just a total package for him. Yeah, uh, and look, I, I think the world of, of uh, both junior and senior, I know they're getting a, a, a hardworking player, a very smart player, um, one that I fully expect to make an impact. Uh, let's slide over to Dad. You know the rumors are out there, otherwise I wouldn't even be addressing this, but uh, many out there think that uh, Dad's probably coached his last year at the school, uh, speaking of Flanagan, and uh, is is likely to be heading up to Ann Arbor with Son to take a position on the staff. I don't have anything solid on that. That's just word on the street, as they say. Uh, have you heard the same, and what can you tell us about that? 
Yeah, I have. I've been hearing the same thing. Actually, dating back to the summer, you know, even before the season started, there's always that rumor. Um, obviously, as mm-hmm. far as his dad hopping on staff, and um, like I said, right now I'm hearing the same thing, especially after the state championship game. I've heard a few whispers about um, it's, it is more than likely to happen, but like you said, it's nothing solid confirmation that I can pull on and say, hey, um, he's going to do that. But like I said, I think, like you said, his son's leaving. I mean, they accomplished what they accomplished. They won the state title first in flank in history. Um, I think for him, I think it'd be a good step up. Obviously, it'd be a game-changing kind of move as far as a career. Uh, but like I said, I'm hearing the whispers just like you, Chad, and um, I've been hearing for several months, too. I mean, I heard that back in August, um, heard it during the middle of the season, and especially now after the way they ended on such a high note, winning the state title and going all the way. And um, like I said, following his son, it wouldn't shock me, and the rumors are out there. And, um, yeah, I've heard from multiple people probably just like you have, and now it's, I guess, just a wait-and-see approach, you know what I mean, as far as after the new year and see what pieces fall and what moves are going to be made. But um, that, as far as that, yeah, the rumors are definitely out there. I've heard the same like you. And um, like I said, it's going to be a wait-and-see wait and see approach about it. I know some people have brought up to him just nonchalant, and he just kind of, uh, you know how he is, Devin Senior, he just kind of laughed it off and um, didn't want to actually really discuss that. But um, like I said, for him, it's a no-brainer. They went out on a high note. Obviously, win the state title. His son, so his son will be graduating, going up there as well. So I think if he did decide to go that route, I think it'd be a great move, uh, not only for him but as a whole family. Like I said, it'd be a good move, good career move. Yeah, uh, no, no doubt about it. The guy knows his stuff. So if that's what ends up happening, so be it. You know, they get a good coach too in this whole package deal. Speaking of package deal, there are two other players on this team that are uh, already committed and heading to Michigan. Uh, so that's three guys there for sure. And then they're expecting another one, Keyshawn Pai Young, um, out of Miami High, uh, a, a big time playmaker, an explosive, explosive guy, a wide receiver. Um, who is rumored to also be going to Michigan. What can you tell us about about Keyshawn? Yeah, I actually talked to a source today that's pretty close to the situation with the, uh, Keyshawn's recruitment. I'm heard of, uh, I'm hearing right now a commitment could be coming very soon. Uh, right now the holdup is just trying to figure out the date and uh, how he wants to decide and actually reveal his decision. Uh, but it's like you said, I mean, it's 99%, 99.9% he'll be going to Michigan. It's just right now just figuring out when does he want to reveal his decision. And uh, like I said, I heard it's going to be coming fairly quickly as far as Keyshawn Young. And it's funny you say that because Devin Bush commits today, and he's at the podium, he commits, and he he takes a phone call right away. He makes a phone call, and everyone assumed that it was Coach Harbaugh. Everyone assumed everyone stopped talking, and it was actually Keyshawn Young. <laughs> the first player, the first person he called was Keyshawn Young, and he said, hey, I'm a Michigan man, I'm going to Michigan. And that right there, and that was before I talked to someone that's close to the situation too, and um, like I said, all the signs are really pointing to Keyshawn going there. I mean, he loved it up in Michigan. It just, he felt comfortable around Coach Harbaugh. And, uh, you know, like I said, Bama is the other school that's, you know, been kind of close to Michigan, but Michigan's really pulled away the last couple of months. Uh, I think I brought it up on your show before, Chad. How I said there was a player, mm-hmm. Crystal Ball, at the Miami head coaching job. A player said he'd definitely commit. And now that that mm-hmm. obviously didn't happen, that was actually Keyshawn Pai Young in referring to uh, Mario Crystal Ball. Showing how mm-hmm. good that relationship was just to prove to people that, you know, Alabama really has been in the thick of this. I mean, their relationship is very strong. But, like I said, Michigan's really pulled away the last couple of months. And, uh, like I said, a source told me he's very, very close to making the decision. It's just, you know, when is he going to announce it? That's just the biggest holdup right now. Sure. Um, I've not really heard anyone else really strong in terms of uh, where he's going to end up. Heard a little Alabama stuff, but nothing really uh, to hold on to there. So I'd be surprised if he didn't end up in Ann Arbor along with, uh, you know, Bush Jr., Bush Sr., uh, Devin Gill, and 
Josh Matilius and uh, whoever else Michigan's going to come down here in this cycle and and, and swoop up. Uh, University of Miami had an an unexpected decommit today in Desmond Phillips. Uh, I was really excited about this guy joining the class. Very dynamic. I had a chance to see him up close and unfortunately see him gut us for a nice 50, 60-yard run during the game when we played him. Um, I, I was looking forward to seeing him on the field. What happened there? Yeah, yeah, he informed me this morning. He said, hey, open up, and uh, he decommitted from Miami. And from talking to another source that's pretty close to the situation, I heard it was more of a mutual move. Um, like I said, honestly, he's a kid that you know, loved Miami growing up. And, uh, and obviously, with a new coach coming in, obviously sometimes contact. Some coaches don't contact kids right away. Or um, or, or maybe sometimes they go in a different, uh, different direction. It's the same thing with Jawan Hamilton. Uh, he's another Miami kid. I don't think he spoke with Rick yet from uh, reports out there that, that have been put out as far as him. But as far as that, like I said, it was more of a mutual move. Like I said the new coaching staff came in. He didn't commit, obviously, to Mark Rick's staff. He came in under Golden uh, as far as when he committed and stuff. And um, as far as other schools in the mix with him, he's fresh off an official visit to Toledo, who was actually formally committed uh, to, you know, when he first kicked off the recruiting process. And as of right now, it wouldn't shock me if he actually ended up back with Toledo. Uh, that's where all the signs are pointing right now. He loved his official visit a few weeks back. Uh, but as far as him decommitting from Miami, I mean, everyone knew it. He used to get to love Miami growing up. And uh, like I said, it was a thing. It's a situation you kind of see with a new coaching staff coming in. Sometimes the coach wants to go in a different direction, or sometimes maybe the contact's not uh, sent out right away, like I said. So there was kind of limited contact between both parties. And, uh, you know, Desmond, I mean, he has no shortage of options. Like I said, he has over – about a dozen offers right now, so he'll find somewhere else to go. Uh, as far as like I said, just like you said, Chad, he's a versatile kid with you know big time speed to burn and uh, a pure athlete who could really hurt you with the ball in his hand. So as far as additional suitors, he'll definitely have people coming after him. Especially now, it wouldn't shock me if some uh, you know more Power Five schools step up right now since he decommitted. I know Iowa State has been real active in Florida lately. It wouldn't shock me if they went mm-hmm. if they went towards uh, Desmond Phillips or some of these other Power Five programs. So it's going to be pretty interesting, but. He'll find another place to ball, and uh, like I say, he's a good player, man. Like I said, I was hoping to see him at Miami, too. But um, like I said, we'll be looking forward to seeing him ball somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, no no doubt about it. He's going to be a good get for whatever program that he ends up. Definitely going to be a playmaker and someone that I would fully expect to make an impact. Nowhere, uh, you know, wherever he ends up and uh, lands, whoever's recruiting class he lands in. Well, listen, Corey, man, I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us all the information you can on the show. That's the last one for the year, so – uh, we're back in, in 2000. Next time I talk to you, it's 2016. How about that? Absolutely, man. And, uh, hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to your family, man. And uh, hopefully I'll see you. Are you going to the Under Armour weekend? Or are you going to be Under Armour? Um, may or may not. I don't know. I'm going to be in Orlando, obviously, for the Citrus Bowl. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what I'm doing outside of that. Okay. If not, I'll see you next year. We'll talk next year, man. And uh, like I said, have a happy New Year as well. All right. Same to you. Corey Bender from Scout.com joining us here on the Gridiron Stud Show. From Corey, we're going to head uh, back to Rivals.com, and it's Rob Cassidy talking some uh, some recruiting in the South where a lot of this stuff happens and goes down. Rob, how you doing? Chad, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, it's, uh, it's, a, it's another day on the recruiting roundtable and uh, plenty of information to go around. It is decommitment season. And uh, listen, we're in a dead period somehow, but it's these dead periods have been the most <laughs> liveliest thing that have, I've ever seen in my life. So um, we, we we definitely got plenty to talk about on the show. Let's start off with Dante Carrier-Williams uh, decommitting from Cincinnati today. Um, I don't know how many people expected that to come. He did take the trip to Wisconsin, which uh, would make some people nervous if you're a Cincinnati Bearcats fan. And sure enough, he decommits. What can you tell us about what's going on there? 
<laughs> I can tell you, and I'll pat my own back, and you can ask Dante himself about this. The day he committed to Cincinnati, I uh, was talking to him and his dad and told him that, you know, I'd, I'd buy them dinner. <laughs> it actually worked out. Like, I did not ever expect Dante Carey Williams to go to Cincinnati. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just right, never, right. It, it never, ever thought that would happen. Um, it was one of those commitments where I figured a, a power five school would eventually swoop in. And I think it's been Wisconsin. I think you've seen that. He's recently visited Wisconsin. I would be shocked if that's not where he lands. Uh, unless somebody else gets involved after the dead period. He's one that you almost need to watch because I don't know that he's gotten the, all the offers he's going to get. I know he's still on other teams' boards. Uh, and if they miss on a target or two, uh, there could be some other ones knocking at his door. So maybe it's not totally Wisconsin. But if things stand status quo as they are now, I expect them to land there. Yep. Uh, well, we'll we'll see. That is uh, the general consensus that he will end up at Wisconsin. I, I guess we're drawing some clues from what went down this weekend. Um, so, you know, that's something we're going to have to follow here. Through the dead period, too, by the way. We'll be following that through the dead period. Uh, there was a commitment that went down today. We just talked about it. Devin Bush Jr. committing to uh, Michigan. He's the third such Flanagan uh, Falcon to do so. Let's talk about one of the uh, others who did commit early, and that's Devin Gill. Uh, I've heard people go back and forth as to what position he should play when he goes to college. As you know, folks will get into that a lot. Some say he's a safety. Some say he's better suited for linebacker. And what you've seen, what's your take on Devin Gill at the next level? I think if you would have asked me this after last season, I would have told you he was a safety. He is adding mm. some real significant size. I saw him today at the uh, Bush announcement. And, I mean, this is a guy that's gotten bigger. I'm not, uh, I mean, I, he's not a college-ready linebacker right now, body type-wise. But he's got the mm. frame, and he's definitely inching closer that way. You know, he's gotten better against the run. I like him at linebacker because I think it's easier to put on some good weight on somebody than you may need to take some off if you're going you're gonna to play him at safety in the Big Ten. Uh, mm. You know, I think I would try him at linebacker, and if that doesn't work, maybe hit him with a redshirt year and try to reshape him a little bit. Yeah, uh, well, that's something we're gonna need to follow. He is athletic, um, you know, big kid, okay. but is athletic, which is we, yeah. you know, which is why you come down to the state of Florida looking for kids. You can get big guys that are athletic. He certainly fits that mold um, and runs around and makes plays. So one way or another, um, you know, I think you're looking. You're looking at a good pick up there in Devin Gill up there in Michigan, so it'll be interesting to see that. Sam Bruce, um, here's a dynamic on Sam Bruce. Uh, everyone, you know, he's said it as much. He's been putting it out there. I'm going to Miami. Miami's where I'm going. But he also did say he, he you know, has a ton of affection and has kind of tied himself into Kevin Beard. Who And Kevin Beard has not been solidified on Mark Rick's staff. If Kevin Beard were to end up somewhere else close uh, shoot, even a Central Florida. What do you think that would do for a Sam Bruce? Would you think he'd go try and follow uh, if he ended up in a South Carolina or something like that, or what do you think? Man, it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, that relationship, as you pointed out, is extremely strong. I don't think it's strong enough to get Sam Bruce to UCF. Uh, South mm-hmm. Carolina, maybe. Um, that's, you know, maybe more likely. But, you know, I really think there is something about Miami there. I think that if Barrett mm-hmm. is there and retained, I think it's 100%. Sam Bruce will play college football at Miami. If not, things get a little bit dicier, and you know Sam a little bit. So do I. He's one with a flair for the dramatic. Uh, you know, there's always a signing day surprise or two. Uh, I think that retaining Baird eliminates any possibility for some kind of signing day shenanigans with him. Uh, but if he isn't on staff there, then it opens it up where, you know, maybe some doubt creeps in. I don't think it's 100% certainty that he'll spur Miami and go elsewhere, but I think it becomes a lot more likely uh, than it is right now. Yeah, um, well, uh, you know, somehow, some kind of way, 
I just think there's something mysterious going on there. I don't know. No, you know, I maybe, agree. Maybe I was about that this afternoon. He's, uh, Sam is one that's like, it's hard to bet on these things, but if it's like, you know, you got to pick one guy from the state that there could be some, like, unexpected stuff go down on signing day. I mean, Sam's got to be at the top of the list, right? Um, sure, of course, you know. Uh, and the reason I mentioned Central Florida is because I think they're going to be wide open over there with Scott Frost coming on board. I don't see him departing from that. That's uh, kind of how he's made his identity. And, uh, you know, shoot, Sam could go there and put up some crazy numbers. I'm, I don't think it's I'm crazy for, for saying that. A, it's just hard for me to see a guy with Sam's big personality who kind of craves the big stage to go play in that conference. That's 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 yeah. why I think I um, yeah, sure, exactly, exactly. So we'll uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. Uh, what's the what what else do we have going on in University of Miami recruiting? You know, there was a, a lot of uh, a lot of pleasure, let's say, in the hire of Mark Rick. Has he been able to do anything uh, noteworthy, dynamic in the area of recruiting in the time that he's uh, been announced? Well, I mean, I think you saw Malik Young decommit from Georgia. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time there. Um, he's got a relationship yeah. with, uh, with with Rick, and I think you know eventually he'll he'll land there. I mean, there's a reason that that went down. Uh, you know, that's probably been the most notable concrete thing. But anytime you can get you know that air of confidence breathed back into the people around Miami and the players around the area and in Dayton and Broward, you accomplish something where they're not laughing at Miami anymore, which had kind of become the case where it became kind of a joke. You know, without Golden, I mean, people were actively making fun of the program. Now, you know, there's a little bit of that, you know, aura of energy back around the program, and, you know, that shouldn't be sold short. I mean, that's an accomplishment just by making a hire of a guy that's got such, you know, an aura of winning about him. and You know, so nobody's laughing anymore, at least. Sure, sure, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, so, uh, w- you know, we're, this dead period is going to be lively for, for the University of Miami, too, as well. Uh, obviously, when you get a new coach, um, some kind of some kind of work's got to be done behind the scenes. So if it's not evaluating, it's uh, getting feelers out and trying to line things up so you can hit the ground running on January 5th. Listen, this is going to be the most interesting recruiting cycle, I think, ever. Uh, that's spearheaded by all of the uh, coaching moves. So, you know, strap on your seatbelt there, Mr. Cassidy. Yeah, I mean, it seems every year, you know, it outdoes itself a little bit. I mean, who knows what we'll be doing by this time in 2017. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Who who knows what the uh, what the uh, signing day commitments are going to look like? It's just going to get really, really wild, man. But I appreciate you coming on. Next time you and I talk, it'll be 2016, man. Enjoy your holidays. Yeah, man. I'll see you next year, Chip. All right, take care. Rob Cassidy from Rivals.com coming on, talking a little deep south recruiting, a little University of Miami stuff, and touching on the. Uh, on uh, Dante Carrier-Williams, Devin Gill, Sam Bruce, and uh, Mark Rick on the recruiting trail. I'm going to take a break. When I get back, it's the uh, one and only Clutch Like MJ, Neil Cool, a.k.a. all that other stuff, joining me here on the Gridiron Stud Show. You folks sit tight. All you haters, all you haters out there listening to the show right now, you sit tight. Be right back right after this. Speed kills, and in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed gets you to the end zone. 
Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then Complete Speed is what you need. Complete Speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, Complete Speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit gridironstuds.com today. We got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. Gridironstuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen. Stud Show just wrapped up the recruiting roundtable. Tons of great information uh, from Andrew Spivey, Ryan Bartow, Woody Womack, Greg Biggins, Corey Bender, and Rob Cassidy. Always appreciate those guys coming on and sharing uh, all of their recruiting nuggets. Those guys work hard on the trail. Um, say what you want about those reporters from uh, Rivals and Scout and, uh, and, and 247. Those guys um, just really go out and, and, and put in the work. I mean, they're going from school to school. They're trying to run down kids and and uh, make phone calls. It's not the easiest thing in the world to get in touch with a teenager. And oftentimes they don't really want to speak to you. They kind of want to just talk to their friends and live their teen lives. And these guys do a lot of work trying to run down uh, information. So appreciate them doing that and then also coming on the show and sharing it with Who's messing around in the control room back there? All right. Uh, nevertheless, this guy last month went through uh, some stuff. Uh, he was outed uh, for using a, a fake name on Twitter. I mean, who the hell does that? Who the heck uses an assumed name, a fake name on Twitter? But he's been uh, charged with a number of atrocities. And I just got to be honest, I didn't go through trying to check on all these things. I do know this about my next guest. He is talented. He was humorous. He did provide information. He did make contact with recruits. That is uh, without a doubt. He was able to do that and get information from them. He was also able to uh, keep contact with actual players on the Florida Gators team. I think he was hated for a number of those things. Uh, Those things are facts. Um, And in outing him, they said that he uh, had information that was bogus. Uh, because people think when you get recruiting information, it's going to be 100% correct all of the time. If you learn anything over the last hour in speaking, in me speaking with the recruiting reporters uh, who actually get paid to do this stuff, uh, nothing's 100% until a kid signs on a dotted line. Uh, you go all the way down to signing day with some shenanigans and back and forth with the kid. We saw that in the last recruiting cycle. So saying that the information wasn't uh, always correct, I don't know what that does, but uh, between that and then uh, something about T-shirts and so on and so forth, 
Uh, they really came after this guy. And uh, he kind of went into hiding, which many people would do if they're uh, being attacked in, in this fashion. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the time is now. He's decided he's back. He's going to come back now and uh, assume his role uh, on Twitter and uh, be back in social media doing his thing, putting up videos and uh, posting information. And uh, here to talk about what his future plans are and why he decided to come back is uh, AKA uh, it's it's clutch like MJ. It's Neil Cool. What what what, we, what do you want to be called, my friend? Uh, it doesn't matter. Neil's cool. Clutch is cool. Neil. Neil, Neil is yeah. cool. Uh, that's nice little play nah. on words there. <laughs> nah. Nevertheless, yeah, it's, it like uh, it's Neil Cool, everybody, <clears throat> on my show. Just saying that you'd be on the show today was enough to get some people riled up. You know what I love is that when you say you are, uh, um, you know, if someone's coming on the show and they say, oh, I'm not worried or, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't care, uh, man, you care. So there's a bunch of people out there that of course, man. You take, You're tweeting me. Yeah. I don't talk to you. I mean, what, what I know if I don't for? care, I don't say anything. That's that's how you typically. This there's so many things I fly through on my timeline that I don't care about. And you know why people never hear about it? Because I truly just don't care about it, and I just keep rolling along. Right. Now, when I take the time out to say something, um, then you know what? It turns out that I actually do care. So all of the folks that quote right. unquote don't care are in my uh, DMs right now. So talk to us. Uh, what have you been doing over the yeah. last, I guess it is, three weeks, and why did you decide to come back? <clears throat> uh, I wasn't even really going to come back. Um, the, after, like, two days after everything happened, um, I wasn't sad or anything like that. Like, I saw, uh, you know, people were sending me screenshots that, that, like, would still talk to me and stuff. And uh, I saw people like, man, he must be sad, this and that. I was never sad. I was, like like I said, I came on the show the day of, you know, I was relieved it happened. Uh, people probably think I'm mad at Ty and, and everyone and that Miss Mieo girl who I'll get on in a second. But everyone probably thinks I'm mad at them. Um, I'm really not mad at anybody, man. I don't hold grudges versus anybody. Like I said, it, I would be clowning too, like I said on the last show too. But um, back to what I was saying, uh, I really wasn't going to come back. You know, I was just – it was kind of – I'm not going to lie. It was really nice. Like if anyone can take a break from Twitter, you'll see that mm – -hmm. It's actually pretty nice, you know. Twitter, you kind of get wrapped up in it, but um, I got sure. on the, the form. I the form I run for recruiting, and um, I was expecting nothing but negativity on there, and I was like almost blown away by how many people messaged me, and you know, people are gonna call me a liar or whatever. Take a picture of it, put it on Twitter if you want me to. I don't give a fuck anymore. But um, mm. I actually got on there, and sorry if I said the f word and you don't like that, but whatever. Um, but I got hey, on you know, the FCC is not monitoring this show yet, so if you could refrain, great. If not, I won't, you know, no one I got it. You. I got you. I got you. Um, you know, I just, I wasn't in a bad place or anything, but seeing, like, people come to me after, you know, such a short time and just be like, hey, like, don't worry about it. You know, people make mistakes, whatever. Or people were even just like, man, come back to Twitter. You're still you. Um, just a bunch of stuff like that. You know, I think it's the cool thing to uh, throw jokes around. You know, it's what everyone mm -hmm. else is doing. Everyone has an agenda. I, I don't think a lot of people like the fact that I had 10,000 followers and the fact that just simple stuff I could I can make blow up. I don't, I don't think people mm -hmm. really like that. So I think when I fell, everyone said, hey, this is my chance to get some followers off of it. And I really think that, that that's what a lot of it's about. You know, mm -hmm. people can say mm -hmm. what they want to say, but it's 
it's pretty obvious, you know, not and people can see it. Um, the other thing I don't like is people calling. You think it's a, a jealousy over the following? You think this is some kind of uh, digital turf no, no, no. wars? That, if you would say. No, what, I don't. What do you think I don't it think is? it's. I just think like if if I'm in their position and there's like someone you know big in front of me and they fall and I want that you know everybody, well not everybody but most people on Twitter, you know with a thousand they you always see it. Just give me a shout out. Let me get more followers. So if they see an opportune time to take advantage of it, they're gonna do it. You know, I did it several times, you know, like mm-hmm. with uh, like with Will Greer and stuff. When all that stuff happened, I made videos, T-shirts. I mean, it's just that's just good business sense. You know, if you want to grow on Twitter, that's a good way to do it. So I wouldn't say jealousy or anything like that. I'm just saying you could sense some people had an agenda. Some people said their jokes and moved on. Some people just kept talking about it for a month straight. It's just kind of weird that it affected you that way. I feel, I'm sorry that I affected you that way. I, I didn't know we were dating or anything like that. You know, I'm not, I, I'm sorry that I had that effect on you, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't, I, like I said, I don't hold any grudges. Um, me, uh, my friend Colin, um, my friend Scott and my friend Dakota are actually going to do like a, a meet and greet at the spring game. So I'm sure okay. I'll be active on Twitter by then. So if you hate me, you know, there are many people, something. though, that would like to know that would like to know. Uh, well, there's so many people question you being six foot seven. So uh, if you're that's, saying that, you really do need to. to. Yeah, you do need that's, to hold yeah. true to that and uh, have people I'm meet the to. six foot seven Neil Cool. As, you know, like. Uh, I'm going to actually post my Snapchat on my Twitter after the show. Anybody is free to add me and I'll snap mm-hmm. you a picture if you want to if you want to see. But <laughs> it's it's you know, it's like I just said, man. I, I don't have a grudge against anybody. Like I'm actually like relieved it happened, bro. It was it was really um it was hard just doing it for that long, you know? And like mm-hmm. um you want to come out, you just don't know how you can do it. You know, it's just just one thing is just not everyone can, you know, relate to that. But, you know, I, I definitely don't hold any grudges. But, yeah, I've just been keeping busy doing work and then uh, just keeping busy. Did you follow you know? it all while you were away, though? Did you come on Twitter at I, all for any of the moment that you are away to see what was going on? I followed for, like, the first three days, and then I just – it was, like, so repetitive. It was like <laughs> – like, I get it, bro. You keep saying catfish. <laughs> like, it's the same mm-hmm. joke over and over, but, I mean – um, you know, uh, not really after, after like three days. No, I didn't. I just deleted the app off my thing. And then, um, the only way people could reach me was the form because I, I said I would still post and I kind of want to get into that cause I know some form people are listening, but I said I would still post, um, mm-hmm. because I, I did feel, I, I didn't want to leave them empty handed. I said I would at least post until national signing day, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize how hard it, this was another reason why I came back to Twitter. I didn't realize how hard it was to actually get info without Twitter. Because I mean, for one, I didn't even know Will Muschamp was hired until like Thursday. So mm. when I, I can't yeah, believe that's Carolina really where that people way. go for news. Sad as that may kind of sound. It's terrible. I, I was like, I, I actually, my friend texted me, and I was like, dude, that's a funny joke, but there's no way they hired him because he was like telling me they got Kurt Roper and T Rob and everybody. I'm like, there's no way this is happening. But, um, <laughs> but not nah, like, see what I would do with my recruiting is I would have my, my sources and I still mm-hmm. have my sources. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, people don't want to give me credit for anything, but Felipe Franks did commit. Pinheiro did mm-hmm. commit. Um, 
you know, there's other stuff that I said months ago that people knocked me for that have happened. So um, call me a fraud all you want. I was right about that. I, and I, just a little off topic. Um, and now I'll get back to that later. Let me just stay on topic. But, yeah, what mm. I would do is I would look at Twitter and I would see all kinds of, you know, all the rumors that would go around. And then I'd bring that to my source. It's, it's kind of like putting a puzzle together. You know, I wouldn't post right. until I knew 100%. So I'd read all the, you know, I'd look at what the kid is saying. I'd look at what friends are saying. I'd look at who they're following. It's just you pick up on recruiting. It's really easy. I mean, anyone could really do it if you have, like, that one mm-hmm. source that is just dead right. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I, it was really hard without Twitter to really give them anything because there was little stuff that was happening that I couldn't even pick up on yet to even ask my source right. if it's true or not. So right. that was that was another reason I want to come back just because I want to um I want to finish that out you know I'm gonna do it I'm actually gonna make the form open to everybody for free um, until okay. National Sign Day and then I'll probably be done with it so if they want in the form uh, they can just DM me and it'll just be open to everybody it'll be uh, back to the way it was um, since I'm back on Twitter now but. Um, well, let's ask, let me, let me to... ask a couple of, just so we're above board, let me ask a couple of tough questions here. Um, one yeah. of them is how far back did the um, the alter identity go? You got some that are saying way back to 2007. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got some saying yeah, when it's, see, you know, you said it started on Twitter. Give us, give us, what what are you saying on that? 2011, and the reason why anybody, like anybody can say anything about me right now, and it'll be true. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is, I, like like the whole bisexual stuff and the gay stuff and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. I'm not, you know, that's, like I said, man, at the end of the day, people are going to hate you for whatever. If they want to talk shit, if that makes their day talking about a, a, another guy um, all day, then that's fine, bro. That I blocked people not because I'm scared to address them about it. I came on your show the day of and addressed them, you know what I mean? Um, it's mm-hmm. not that that, I just... I don't need negativity, man. You want to be negative? That's fine. I don't know why you would waste your time tweeting me all day, anyways. So, well, some would say you just, were negative to them. You know, you've got. To, listen, I've watched right. you on there. Um, I've saw you clown right. people. You know, some of it's funny, hilarious. I mean, people do this on Twitter, okay? They go back clowning Every, each yeah. other left and right. I'm um, still, so you've I'm got be those that are heard man. about it. Say that again. Right. I, I'm still gonna. You know, that that was me. You know, I'm still gonna be that way. You know, if the FSU fan tweets me, I'm gonna tweet them. You know, I'm still gonna be that way. Right. It's just that's who I am. You know, I just you can't you can't take what people say on the internet so serious. Like I got ripped to shreds. Like mm-hmm. I after that, I mean, people went mm-hmm. above and beyond, and you don't mm-hmm. see me crying about it. You know, maybe that's karma for you know talking shit to other people and stuff. But is look that at, how you I mean, take like, it? Um, I do believe in karma, and I guess maybe, but I was like, you know, none of it affected me. Like, I, it's not, I'm not sitting in a corner crying, you know, it's just, it is what it is, bro. That's what you think of me. I don't know you personally, you know, you're on the internet. Right. Um. So, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, like I said, I logged out of Twitter. Also, I, in the intro, you said I went into hiding. I didn't really go into hiding. I just didn't, I just didn't care. I was actually 
you know, texting Hey, listen, man, when you're off of Twitter, uh, basically you're in hiding. That's how this world works now. If you don't log oh, yeah, on true. to your app for two or three days, <laughs> you might as well yeah. be under some dirt somewhere in Nevada. That's really how it works now. So uh, that was my reason for saying that. All right, so tell us, what's 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 Neil Cool going to be like now on Twitter? What's going to be the difference now for <laughs> the Neil Cool we get now and the one that was here uh, before all of this broke out? Um. I don't really know if much – I mean, I'm not going to be on Twitter as much as I was. You know, I, I kind of had to keep that going with the recruiting and everything. Recruiting is starting to heat up, but at the same time, it's winding down. You know, it's almost over. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I still might make videos. A lot of people were, like, messaging me about the videos. Like, people are trying to make videos. Um, this, is, this is their words, not mine, so don't get mad at me mm-hmm. if you made a video. But they were saying they weren't as good. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure some of them are pretty good. I think people were just trying to, you know, get me to come back. Um, I, I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to see anybody's videos. I think that's cool that a bunch of people made videos. Kind of makes me feel like I set a trend and people started doing it. Oh but. man, stop being modest, man. You know, uh, <laughs> if anything, the, the, the video game went down significantly, uh, upon your exit. I, I'm going to give you credit for that. That, that kind of went in the shitter. Yeah, but um, you know, respect to other people who do it. That's how I started. You know, I just made some videos and then, you know, people like it. That's a good way to get followers. If you want some followers, like do your thing, man. And if people hate on it, then whatever, man, just block them and move on. But, um, you at, uh, what, what else was it? Yeah. I'm so sorry, what's, what's going to be the difference? What What's uh, going to be the difference? Uh, oh. Um, I mean, aside from not being on as much, um, I mean, I'm still going to be on, but not like I was, man. It was like, after being off, if these other people who are on, you know, tweeting all day, if they took a break, they'd probably be like, man, I really don't want to be on that much. Because, like, I didn't realize how much I'd be in public just staring at my phone. You know what I mean? I was in uh, Mm -hmm. Publix tonight right before your show just reading after you tweeted that. And I was just like, man, Mm -hmm. I don't miss this at all. (laughs) But Man, you might um, get sucked back in. It's real easy for that to happen. Yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I probably will. Um, I can say this. I'm very glad I was gone for the FSU game because I talked a ton of shit before that game, <laughs> and we only we only put up two points. I got to give a shout-out to uh, TJ. I, I don't know his last name, Pen, Penninger or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, mm-hmm. He sent me two cents via PayPal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard <laughs> when I got on there and I had two cents, and he's like, nice two points in the swamp. Man, jeez. I don't know, I'm like this, man. When it comes to that stuff, if your team wins, if your team wins, you've earned a right to talk a little ahead. Um, I prefer that you be creative and entertaining and humorous about it. If you're going to come that on and be creative. corny, then that's when I get upset. Yeah, that's nice. Right. I, I like that. That was good. Two man. points for that guy who that sent one. the two cents. Yeah, I was I like gonna that. send like him that. the. I was gonna send him. Uh, I I don't know what the overall record is. I think it's uh, thirty two and. 20. I was gonna send him like thirty two dollars and twenty two cents or whatever <laughs> theirs, you know, for the overall record. But then I was like, then he's still winning, because I'm giving him thirty bucks. But yeah, right. Um, that exactly. was good. I exactly. laughed at that. That was that was pretty funny. But, um, you know. So yeah, you did like say said, you wanted man. to touch on on Ms. Mayeo. I hope I'm saying that right. Ms. Mayeo three hundred five. What, yeah. what what's your story with her? I just heard some stuff from some recruits. I just, you know, you know, shout out to finding out about me. I'm, I am, I, I, if she's listening, I'm actually really happy you did. A lot of good has come from this. So, you know, 
like a lot of good. I met, found out some people. It, I also want to say this real quick before I go on the Mio. I was the fake person on Twitter, but through this, I found out a lot of people are fake, even though they're using their their Twitter name. That's why I never got avatar. all that bent out of shape about it. So many people right. are I, I, are I, I, I found their out way through. How many people? There's a group of people, and I have text messages. DMs, everything from that group of people literally talking mad shit about the people they're hanging out with now or talking to now. And, you know, it's not mm-hmm. my place. I'm not going to be that guy, man. I'm not, you know, let everyone figure out who everyone is. I'm just glad that I found out because, you know, I, I like like my boy Colin, uh, mad respect to that dude. That's, that's my boy. But uh, she showed me some stuff and, uh, you know, it's just funny. But back to the Miss Mayo thing, if she is listening, I challenge mm-hmm. you to tweet a video of yourself because I heard mm-hmm. from multiple recruits and I heard from other people that she looks like, you know, this this isn't coming from me, but quote unquote, she looks like she ate Miss Mayo. So that's not from me. Oh, that's no. from an actual football player on the Florida Gators. I'm not going to say who. He plays running back. Uh-huh. So, um, but oh, I, Lord. <laughs> I heard some stuff, you know, props for calling me out, but I think it's your turn. I think, I think you should, um, make a, just a little video and say hi to everybody. Um, but you know, that's, that's okay. all I have to oh. say about that. Okay. Um, well, yeah, the yeah. challenges has, has been indeed handed down by yourself. Um, and I, I, she may be listening because I, I had a, I had a uh, follower asking her to, uh, quote unquote, suit up, uh, meaning she needs to go ahead and listen to the show. So we'll see if she indeed has a response to it, but you heard it here on the show. Uh, you can, you cool can add me on like... Snapchat if you want to send it to me too. I just, I got to see, you know, you can't be talking all that trash, you know, you know, quote unquote, catfish knows a catfish. I guess you could say, right? I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, yeah, that's uh, that's some strong talk there. We'll see if she has a response to it. But um, and if um, she does, um, if yeah. she does, props to her. If she does, props to mm-hmm. her. But I'm just saying, you know, I just want to know. But um, you want to you know, and I just you want to you want to draw any other um any other if any other fakes out while you're here, or is that's just the one um, that uh, you needed I mean, to get up. No, nah, I don't want to be that guy, man. I don't want to come on here. Mm-hmm. And, talk about what people said about other people and stuff like that. At the end of the day, it's the internet, man. You log off your phone, right. you never see those people again. You know, that's, you know, so, you know, the people that are going to hate, the only thing I want people to do is stop calling me a criminal. I'm not a criminal. I didn't, I didn't steal money. The people got the shirts they got for it. They got the, we just got Felipe Franks. I, I think it, I, I deleted all my tweets, but I know, you know, and I know other people know that I've been, talking about that for months you know don't mm-hmm. don't call me a criminal i'm not a criminal so that that's mm-hmm. the only thing that bo- that's what bothers me none of the other stuff bothers me like i said i'll post my snapchat i'm not afraid of my looks or anything like that i'll snap anyone who wants to snap back and add people and everything like that and twitter will just go back to the way it was and people who don't like me don't have to follow me you don't have to follow me mm-hmm. there's a block button you can click you know um i was uh, just, I was really surprised at the amount of people who wanted me to come back. You know, just it kind of, kind of meant something to me because I, I didn't. Think well, were it would you surprised like at, at the number of people? Um, were you surprised at the number of people when this broke who felt so strongly against you? And if you did, what do you think is a reason for that? Uh, yeah, I heard you mention about you know wanting to do what it is that you do. You had that segment of people that wanted to do I, that. I saw that agenda early. But what about the others? What do you think was the reason for them feeling so strongly against you? Um, I'm not really sure. Probably because. 
you know, probably honestly, some of them maybe I had talked shit about in the past, but mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's human. I guarantee it doesn't matter who it is. Someone will talk shit about you. There's plenty mm-hmm. of people leading up to that that would that would say like Silk's tweets are getting mm-hmm. annoying. Like plenty of people. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not here mm-hmm. to call anybody out or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to do that. I'm not gonna do that. But I think that it was just a mix of things. Um, <laughs> apparently, people didn't like the way I said. I think Jordan Scarlett would be better than Kelvin Taylor. As dumb as it sounds, but I mean, there's mm-hmm. other stuff. Pe- probably people. Just, like I said, just wanting to, you know, it was the trending topic at the time, you know? Like, it was just, that's what was that was what was going down, you know? That's how Twitter is, you know? But for the people who are on the fence about me, that's, you know, you can be on the fence or anything like that. I'm going to tweet. I'm going to make videos. Uh, I'm going to run the form. If it bothers you, block me. If it doesn't, follow me. I'll follow you back. You know, it's it doesn't have to be like like it is right now. It's, you know. Just get over it, sure. man. It's been a fucking month, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, you obviously uh, affected people in some kind of way, uh, many of them not <laughs> wanting to admit to it. Um, I found that fascinating, to be quite honest with you. Uh, those who don't understand why I'm having you on the show, those who don't understand why I'm, uh, you know, you know, quote unquote, bringing you back, that's what I'm being told, that I'm the one bringing you back. Yeah, Somehow, yeah, like I, I'm saw, your I, dad. I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I want to comment on that. You're not bringing me back or anything like that. I I called Chad um, and told him I was coming back to Twitter and I wanted to come on his show. He's he does radio. He gets views for this. This is what he does. You know, y'all are gonna listen. Y'all don't care, but you're listening, right? So, you know, he's not bringing me back. He's not supporting my movement. He's just doing his job, like what you guys do every day. So, I mean. I don't know why. Yeah, and I did explain that uh, my job as uh, hosting a radio show is to be informative, to be entertaining, uh, and to be interesting. And so uh, I found this whole thing about people being so emotional about what you did and uh, you're being outed and you being gone and whatever else going, having so much emotion about it and, and also denying it. Uh, the emotion that they were having. I found it fascinating, and so uh, something fascinating deserves to uh, have some light shed on it. So that's uh, that's a big part of of uh, what's going on here. So you know, uh, you know, I like having you back on um, to talk about what things are going to be like and what you're going to do. And shoot, man, I'm looking forward to yeah. the videos and you being entertaining. And I'm looking at Florida State and Miami fans coming at you. And it looks like there are going to be some Florida Gator fans coming at you as well. Um, but you've uh, always yeah, you, you've always been able to hold up pretty good against that, although, you know, yeah, like, uh, Ty like, did. I, and this is, like, this is for anybody out there listening. Like, uh, you, y'all saw the, the shit show that was Twitter. I was trending in the USA, I was told. Uh, just people just hounding on me, and nothing affected me, man. If someone is talking shit to you over a mic, over a keyboard, anything like that. Don't let that shit affect you. Who are these people in your life? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when I would talk shit, I, you know, I I guess I should have looked at it differently. I just looked at it how I look at it. I, I don't mm-hmm. care what anyone online says to me. If you want to come say it to my sure. face, you can come say it to my face. You know, that's a different sure. thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. just, I, you know, if I did offend you, ever talking shit to you online, just, I, I was just... Razzing, man. That's what me and my friends do. Like we always just rag on each other. That's just that's just like a friendly, like brotherly kind of thing. Oh, you know, that's what Twitter's turned into. People throw their people throw their uh, 
I guess. Throw their rockets and you throw them back and so on and so forth. You know, no one needs to get that yeah, bent but, out of shape out of it. Uh, there's a question here that says, um, will you be attending any Florida Gator games? That's number one. And number two is uh, um, Yeo has answered, said uh, she can be followed on Snapchat. And she wants to know if you are going to go to the 7-Eleven to uh, stand by the door and show that you are 6-7. She said you promised that before. I, I would be more than happy to do that for Miss Mieo. Um, tell her well, there to you go. follow me on Snapchat, and then uh, I'll be glad to snap that to her. But um, you said something before that. What was the first? If I will be going to any Gator games, yes, I will be going. Yes, to if you'll Gator be going games. to any Gator games. Yes, I will be going. I'm, to, I'm I I just said the spring game. So whoever asked that question obviously wasn't listening. Yeah, they may have come in late. Who knows? Um, all right. Uh, well, good. Listen, uh, you're back. He's back. He's uh, he's in. He's on social media. Uh, you got to deal with him. Oh, you know what? I don't think we told everyone what your Twitter handle is going to be. It's no longer Clutch Like MJ. So what's the Twitter handle for all our listeners? It's uh, Cool Drift 1, but I'm going to change that. It's terrible. I just, me and my friends were trying to think of a name. We were, it was funny. My, you know, they keep joking with me. We were going to do like Clutch Like Nev from the Catfish <laughs> show. Um, oh, Lord. Clutch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. We'll figure something out. I, the, the funny thing is I never liked Michael Jordan. And I, you know, I like Duke, and he went so to UNC. How'd you come up so with that name then? How'd you come up with that name? Clutch like, clutch like MJ. Um, it was a. I honestly don't even remember. I think it was in a song. He said, "I'm clutch like MJ," and I, my mm-hmm. original handle was gonna be um, from a, a song too. I forget what it was, but uh, and then I heard that I was just like, "Yeah, that's pretty catchy." If it was available, you know, because I didn't. I, I'm not one to really like numbers in my ad name or anything like that. So I thought clutch like MJ was pretty cool, but. You know, moving on. I was actually surprised too at like some of the athletes that follow me from like Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Like Dalen Mack hit me up. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, you're still my bro, stuff like that too. I wanted to say that. That was, that was pretty legit, man. Dalen's, that was pretty cool. Maybe I should be a Texas A&M fan. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, that's well, that's <laughs> nah. pretty cool. Um, uh, that you they've got all that going on. All right, well, listen, man. Pleased to announce that you're back. Um, and uh, there'll be there'll be more entertainment to go along. Uh, and that's really how I see all this stuff. You know, you have some people out there that are butt hurt and feel certain kind of ways. They're just gonna have to get uh, over it, take uh, a pill, eat a good meal, yeah, drink a yeah. drink a drink. I don't know, crack a crack a forty, <laughs> get over it. It's been um, yeah, it's been a month. But you're back, man. If it's yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. All we'll right, see. Man, we'll see how back I back. am. But we'll yeah. see. Well, right. that only time will tell. Well, nevertheless, he's back. He's Neil Cole. He's Cool Drift One for now. And uh, he's here, ready to entertain you folks, as he did before. And, uh, man, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, and, and letting us all know what, what we've got in store. All right, man. All right. All right. That is Neil Cool, formerly known as uh, Clutch Like MJ. He is now going to be uh, on uh, Twitter for now as Cool Drift One. So uh, go check him out. Um, and uh, just pretty much telling your story, what's gone on with him. For the last month or so that he's been out since the story was broken, since Ty Pod dropped that hammer on him, um, he's down, but he got himself back up. How about that? So uh, there you go. He's back, and uh, pleased to announce that here on the show. I know there are a number of people that are, uh, I think, on the line. Um, I apologize to y'all. I'm not bringing folks on like I did last time to uh, drop their 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 insults, their thoughts. Um, you know, they you know, and I apologize. I can't screen anyone. Uh, on this show, so I can't tell uh, what the thoughts are going to be. Um, not going to get into the whole negative deal, 
Um, so if you you know have comments you want to make, feel free to make them on Twitter. You can do that. That's for sure. So if you want to go that route, it's okay with me, but not doing it on the show today. Not going to do that. I'm going to take a quick break, come back for the final segment of the Gridiron Stud Show right after this. Con los terroristas. OMG, look at all of this paperwork. Are you a business owner and you're buried under a mountain of paperwork? You need an MVP on your team. And that MVP is MVP Business Concierge Services. They know that sometimes paperwork can get in between you and your customers. Why not spend the time doing what it is you do best? Getting new customers, handling the ones that you have now, and while you're doing that, you can have an MVP working for you. We know that tax season is the busiest time of the year for business owners. No more missing deadlines and getting IRS penalties for late filing. MVP Business Concierge Services will do all the hard work for you. They will streamline your payroll, streamline your finances, and have you on track. With trustworthy advisors that are very reliable, they will take the hard work away from you and get you back into what it is you're doing best. How do you get this MVP on your team? You call right now, 844-696-8722, 844-MY-MVP-CC, or send an email to info at mymvp.cc and get an MVP on your team today. Are you a property owner or want to be one, but you don't have time for property management? Then get an MVP on your team. Who has time for the letting process, for arranging inventories and organizing pre-tenancy cleaning, dealing with deposit negotiations and negotiating with service suppliers and maintenance? No one's got time for that. MVP does, though. Get this MVP on your team. You can rely on MVP Property Management to offer you an extreme amount of quality and professional services for your money. And because they know that everyone is different, they pride themselves in providing a professionalized service to each and every one of their clients. So how do you get this MVP on your team? It's simple. Pick up the phone and call right now. 844-696-8722. That's 844-MY-MVP-CC. Or send an email to info at mymvp.cc. Get this MVP on your team and start winning today. Yeah. Halloween, Taliban, Taliban. 9.46 here on the Gridiron Stud Show. And uh, again, we uh, had the recruiting roundtable guys on today, as always, delivering the great news, uh, great inside information, and uh, the nuggets, the recruiting nuggets that they've been able to pick up while on the trail. Appreciate them coming on. Andrew Spivey from Gator Country, Ryan Bartow from 247 Sports. 
Woody Womack from Rivals.com, uh, Rob Cassidy from Rivals, Greg Biggins from Scout, and Corey Bender also from Scout. Want to uh, thank all of those guys for coming on and uh, sharing their information with us on the show today. Appreciate them doing that. This is the last recruiting roundtable show for 2015. Uh, obviously, we'll be close to uh, New Year's. I mean, uh, Christmas Eve next week, so not going to do a show then, and then uh, we'll be close to New Year's Eve uh, the week after that, and I'll more than likely be on my way to Orlando to go watch the Citrus Bowl as the Florida Gators take on the Michigan Wolverines. So no no uh, recruiting roundtable shows for the next two weeks, um, I, but we'll be back on January 6th. That's the first Wednesday in uh, January, and, uh, man, there should be a truckload of information then. Don't get fooled by this whole, um, you know, Dead period. Nothing dead about this period. There's stuff going down one way or another, decommitments, recommitments, new offers, uh, flipping, all kind of stuff. Because right now, even though it's a dead period, the high school football season is over. And I'm telling you, for these high school recruits, the number one thing on their mind is where they are going to be spending the next few years of their lives. So uh, it may be dead in terms of the NCAA's rule book, but not in the minds of these kids Certainly not in the minds of these coaches who know they need to land good recruiting classes each and every year to uh, keep their to keep their jobs basically, um, and that's the pressure that is on a college football coach. You got to bring in. You might have had a great recruiting class last year. Your recruiting class might have been ranked in the top uh, one, two, three, four, five, whatever. Uh, you have to keep it there every year. And the minute you go that high with a recruiting class, that is now is what becomes a standard, is what is expected of you each and every year. And uh, when you start falling away from that, then, you know, questions start to uh, arise about your ability to do the job. And, it, and everything's so recruiting-centric now, you could start getting into trouble with your job before you actually start getting into trouble in the wins and loss column. Uh, because then everyone starts trying to predict your future success on the field if you're not able to uh, put together pretty good recruiting classes. So, um, you know, get yourself get yourself ready for that. There's going to be a ton of information compiling itself over the next couple of weeks. I'm sure, you know, if you search hard on Twitter, you can get all that information. But, of course, you know, we're, we like having the shows here on Wednesday because sometimes you can hear stuff that's not out there on Twitter. And that's the good thing about having these guys on, and these are some of the best reporters um, in in this business. And I appreciate them, again, uh, coming on the show. And I also appreciate Neil Cool coming on and, uh, you know, uh, answering some questions and also telling everyone about uh, what things what he's going to do going forward. Uh, I know one thing. Listen, I don't know about all the stuff people are accusing him of. You may be actually right or you may be dead-ass wrong. I'm not going to spend my time uh, searching those things out. If if I observe them, then I will know them to be true. If I didn't, then, then in my world, then um, just really didn't exist. I know that might be tough for some people to swallow, but there's so many people operating on Twitter saying and doing whatever they want. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have clean backgrounds uh, operating on Twitter. And uh, sometimes you got folks with uh, in glass houses wanting to throw stones and we were all very much warned about that when we were little kids, now weren't we? So you've got some uh, owners of uh, glass homes throwing a lot of stones, throwing rocks actually, throwing big boulders. And, uh, you know, someday it may just come back at you and find yourself with a bunch of broken windows. Nevertheless, uh, I do know this, uh, Neil Cool, a.k.a. Clutch Like MJ, Cool Drift, very entertaining, very good at what he does, can get information, um, has engaged people. Um, and uh, was, you know, by and large, if you just take what he did in terms of interacting with the fans and uh, interacting with rival fans, 
Um, very, very entertaining, and there's no one that could say otherwise on that. If you say otherwise on that, then uh, you're probably just lying to yourself, and, or you have an agenda. And there are a number of folks out there who do have an agenda. I saw it. I see it. You can't hide it. And, uh, you know, so I'm seeing right through that. And, you know, everyone can do what they want, but come on, let's let's just be uh, be honest with yourself. How about that? Just be honest with yourself. Some of you folks out here just have a real agenda. And, uh, you know, trying to move forward like you don't have one uh, can sometimes be a little bit irritating to me. And, uh, you know, those type of people I like to call out from time to time. Nevertheless, uh, that is the end of the show. Um, and again, not back on until January 6th. Uh, for all of you that only listen on Wednesdays, boo to you. I am on, uh, the Gridiron Stud Show is on weekdays at, at 10 a.m. So, you know, do take some time out to listen. I'm not on tomorrow, not on tomorrow, but I will be on Friday with my co-host, Emil Calamino, as uh, we preview the weekend of action, whether there are uh, any bowl games or there are NFL games. So we'll do a little bit. Uh, on that, and we'll talk about the latest topics that are out there in the world of sports, specifically on the gridiron. We do uh, have our takes on it, and we welcome you to call in. Uh, but we do want you to listen to the show, so we are on at 10 a.m. But if you only listen on Wednesdays, again, not going to be on for the following two Wednesdays. We'll be back on January 6th. I appreciate you listening. If you like the Gridiron Stud Show, uh, please go tell a friend, because the more, the merrier. We really, really do appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate you making this a featured show on Blog Talk Radio. So for all of my guests on the show today, thank you for coming on and listening. And for all you listeners, I appreciate you doing it. Enjoy the rest of your night and the rest of your week. And uh, happy holidays to all of you that uh, I will not be hearing from me on the uh, next two weeks. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. You guys have a good night. recruits out there. You want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We've got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen.